Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and normally what I would do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, I will not be reading a poem from my book of poetry. I wanted to talk about on today, do I know you? I have been listening to a lot of different nuances of relationships over the past few days. Um, There's a lot of people that confide in me in terms of the different things that they go through in their relationships. And there are two particular incidents that are standing strongly in my mind right now. And I was going to go from the perspective of, do I know you in terms of the other person? But I really want to talk about, do I know you in terms of self? And I know, you know, within the first 90 days or whatever, a little bit longer, depending on who it is that you're courting, dating, in a relationship with, the representative most likely will appear. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about you. Do you know yourself? Do I know you? And so a lot of times when we are delving into these relationships, we may have a perception of what it is that we are in expectation of concerning the other person. But how often do we take time out to do the actual work with self? To be able to convey what it is that you are desiring in your relationship, what type of expectations that you are not only putting in the atmosphere, but how are you able to show up to meet certain expectations? And if that changes, do I know you? Do you know yourself enough to be able to articulate to the individual how you need to show up in the relationship, what that actually looks like for you. And then have a dialogue in terms of, is it conducive to the growth of the relationship? Should it end because it is not conducive to the growth of the relationship? Whatever that looks like. But a lot of times as I'm listening to these conversations, there are two people that have entered into a relationship. Maybe initially they believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were on one accord. And then for whatever reason, life circumstances, the pandemic, Disease, whatever takes place, loss in the family, loss of financial stability, um, loss of trust 
because of maybe infidelity or potential infidelity or the entertaining of potential infidelity, whatever the reason is, the individuals now no longer recognize each other. They don't know who they're looking over at. They don't recognize that person, maybe because initially that person was being honest and telling their truth. And then over a period of time, they started to believe that the person whom they had entered into the relationship with, that they could not handle that truth. But do I know you? Do you know yourself? Do you know yourself enough to say, when I started this journey, I knew what I expected in this relationship. I knew what I was willing to contribute in the relationship, and I knew how I was willing to show up in the relationship. Some way, form, or fashion, something shifted. I'm not sure when it shifted, not understanding how it shifted, but it shifted. And my expectation of what I need in the relationship has changed. How often do you take the time out to do a self-analysis? Are you still contributing to the relationship? Or have you taken a back seat and you're now on autopilot where you're just expecting it to take care of itself? That you're no longer taking time out to see or even check in with self to make sure that you're good, to make sure that your needs are being met emotionally, mentally, psychologically, all of the above. Are you taking care of yourself? Do you know you? And the reason why I'm asking this question is because it's so easy to play the blame game. There's so many people who walk around in relationships, not willing to look within, but is so quick to point the finger at what the other person is or is not doing to contribute to their happiness or lack thereof. And that's really, truly unfair. And the reason why it's unfair is because when you opted to enter into a relationship, you made the conscious effort to be a part of something. If that dynamic has changed, then I, in my personal opinion, believe that you owe it to yourself to speak the truth and love to yourself. So the reason why knowing yourself is so vital is because you and your expectations of what it is that you desire in that relationship may change like the seasons change. But to put the weight on someone else is not fair to them. We should always be willing to look within. So as I've listened to a couple of these scenarios that have been presented to me, one of the main things that I have done so delicately 
is to convey to the individuals who have been impacted by these relationships is to check in with self, to seek your peace. What does your peace look like for you? It's going to look different for everybody. It's not going to be the same. But part of knowing yourself is knowing what disrupts your peace of mind and what contributes to your peace of mind and being able to decipher what do I need to do different in order for me to have or find that peace again if it's been lost. And sometimes it may not be a reciprocating factor. So even whenever you are checking in with yourself and you recognize, okay, so this is what is lacking Maybe you feel as if you're not being heard. How are you showing up when it comes to communicating? Are you speaking at the individual or are you speaking to the individual? Are you willing to listen to their perspective or do you look at your perspective as the only way? the right way or the highway? How are you showing up in that dialogue? Are you making up in your mind that you really don't want to hear the other person's point of view? You've already made up in your mind that your process and the way that you're processing whatever the situation is, that is the only way to view it. Have you truly checked in with self to be like, am I being ridiculous right now? Is this really about what I'm saying it's about? Or is there something deeper underlining in this whole situation? What are you doing to learn about you? Because the greatest relationship aside from God, with God, in my opinion, is the one that you have with yourself. See, when I was going and still going through my healing process, when it came to COVID-19, I could not lean on anyone else for my healing. I literally had to seek within. I literally had to rest. I literally had to listen to my body. I literally had to pay attention to whether or not I was dehydrated. I literally had to make sure that I remained hydrated. Whenever I wanted to close my eyes, I, I had to listen to my body. I could not do the opposite. I mean, I could have did the opposite, but the healing process would have taken longer. But I had to consciously make an effort to listen within. And even though there were people that were willing to intercede and pray for me, even though there were people that were willing to provide the hydration by bringing me Gatorade and water and, and making sure that I had the right vitamins and all of that, I still had to make a conscious effort to hone in on getting better. 
and I had to pay attention to the signs. So when my body felt fatigued, and even to this day, it still does, I had to make up in my mind, you need to rest. And that rest was lasting for days. I literally made a comment to a friend and I was like, I felt like I was in hibernation because the only thing that I could do was sleep. The only thing my body wanted to do was rest. It would not digest anything. Anything I tried to eat, it would come back up. And it did that for over seven days. But I listened to my body. And even though it kept telling me that's not what I want, I I cannot digest that right now. I would still stay hydrated. But I listened to my body. Do you know you? I learned a lot about myself during catching COVID-19. And one of the things that I learned, and I had to confess that to a friend, is that although I say this often, take care of yourself because there is only one you, I found it hard to do. I found it hard to obey my body and just rest because I'm so used to doing and going and moving. And my body was like, you can't do any of that right now. You have got to be still and let me heal. How often have we entered into relationships, not healing first and then having this expectation placed upon the other individual and it's just not fair. Or we've communicated that this is how we're going to show up. And then the moment that things don't look the way that we feel that they should look, the moment that we, the fantasy is now no longer a fantasy and we're in an actual reality type situation, it's like, ah, nah, this don't feel good no more. I don't want any parts. Every person that I've ever had a conversation with who has endured a long-term relationship has gone through something in that relationship. They've had their highs, they've had their lows, but they made a conscious commitment to stay in the fight no matter what, to be present no matter what. Maybe there were times that there were hiccups in the relationship And they were like, I don't even know who I am right now. I don't even know why I'm operating this way. I don't even know why I'm responding this way. But you know what? Those people, a lot of them, make a conscious effort to do a self-analysis and make some adjustments so that the relationship can continue to grow and blossom over a period of time. I've talked to a plethora of people who the majority of them are still married and they have confessed that there were moments in their relationships where they were like, child, I want a divorce like yesterday. I can't get out of this fast enough. And nine times out of 10, the reason why it was happening that way is because 
they weren't getting their way. I heard someone talking. I don't even know what social media site it was, but she was saying something. And I have to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly how she said it. But she said something to the effect of being angry is like being in prison. And you're giving the other person power over you. So they're holding you hostage because you're angry, you're bitter, you're indifferent, whatever the emotion is that's negative. They're holding you hostage because they've moved on. Let's say you had a a spat. They've already moved on from the spat. They're trying to figure out what they're going to eat tomorrow, where they're going to wear, where they're going to be. They done forgot all about it. But you are stewing in the anger, the indifference, the bitterness, the lack of self-control, whatever that looks like for you. Because you have refused to acknowledge that this particular conversation or dialogue upsets you. And you're thinking that you're holding the other person hostage when in all actuality, they're holding you hostage. Be angry for what? Even the Bible says that. Be angry and sin not. But do you know you? Do you know what your pet peeves are? Do you know what your triggers are? Do you know what truly makes you happy? Do you know what truly makes you sad? Are you able to convey when seasons change? Maybe one moment, one season, you were super affectionate. Then another season, you're kind of standoffish. You don't know why, but something has happened. Maybe it's that you haven't tapped into. It could be chemically imbalanced. It could be uh, like a chemical imbalance. It could be something else going on. It could be that you've been triggered and didn't even realize that you were triggered. And now you're responding a certain way and don't even know why. I don't know. But do you know you? Because a lot of times we are putting people in a position to do what only we can do for ourselves. You've got to heal. From the inside out. As I've spoken to these couple of individuals, and even though the circumstances were different, they were very similar. And on one hand, there was an individual who has been involved in a soul tie. And all this individual wants to do is to to be like delivered from the soul tie. But they had to acknowledge that there was something within them that kept drawing them back to this individual, even though this individual displayed toxic behavior toward this person. But the reality of it is we reap what we sow. So if you are connecting to toxicity, there's something within you that's toxic also. You've got to be willing to deal with that. 
however that looks like. You may need to journal. You may need a therapist. You may need a counselor. Whatever that looks like for you to you in order for you to heal, you've got to do the work and you can't rely on someone else to present themselves as whole and you're not presenting yourself as whole. That's not fair to them or you. You've got to be willing to start somewhere. Why not start with self? Just a question. Then the other situation. I've heard this often. <coughs> Excuse me. When someone says. They keep accusing me of doing something. <coughs> Excuse me. But I'm not doing nothing. Why do they keep accusing me of doing something and I'm not doing anything? A reason why it's good to look within is because sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes the person that's accusing you is guilty of the very act that they're accusing you of sometimes, or your behavior is a trigger for that individual for whatever reason, it seems familiar to them. And so even if you're not guilty of doing what they're accusing you of, the way that you're acting has them believing that you're guilty of what they're accusing you of. Do you know yourself? Because when you begin to hear that, it's if you're not careful, you can be quick to be defensive. But if you are mindful of where this could potentially be stemming from, then it's a great opportunity for you to see yourself. What am I doing that would lead this individual to believe that I am doing X, Y, and Z? Now, the person that's making the accusatory statement may very well be guilty of what they're accusing the individual of doing or not. So using those situations as opportunities to see your own self is a way to be able to be like, okay, so how do I need to show up? And then being honest with yourself. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're not doing anything that you're being accused of, first of all, that's somebody projecting their insecurities on you. If you know that that is something that is not going to give you peace, you should be mature enough to have that conversation. When you accuse me of X, Y, and Z, this is what it makes me feel like and why. I would like to know where this is stemming from. So a lot of times when we start with the conversation with us, we're not blaming anyone. We're just literally letting the individual know when this happens, this is what it makes me feel like. And then we begin to work on, if it is a trigger, we can kind of work on making it not a trigger. It depends on how much work you're willing to put in to becoming whole again, to healing again in certain areas. 
And a lot of these relationships that have been long-term relationships, each individual has hurt the other person in one way, form, or fashion over the course of, let's say they've been together for 25 years. Somebody did hurt somebody at least one, once or twice. If you're not careful, you can stay there in that wound or you can heal from that wound and grow from that experience. But you've got to be willing to show up. Instead of pointing the finger always at the other person, be willing to look within. There is a actual, it was a show that I had, or a movie that I had seen a long time ago. Excuse me, but it was in regards to loving. And I, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember how that all, um, but it was, I'm going to give you kind of like the concept of what it was. And it was, um, I think it was called Fireproof or something. But anyway, in the movie, what the challenge was, was for the husband not to focus on what the wife wasn't doing. And for him to just consciously be aware of operating in love for X amount of days. And what he started to realize by doing that is that it took the focus off of the blaming the spouse for not being everything he wanted her to be. And it made him look deeper within. That's a part of unconditional love. Because when you are loving someone unconditionally, you take all those expectations out of the equation. You love them for who they are, where they are. But it's best to start with self. Why not start practicing unconditional love toward yourself? Do you know you? Do you see yourself? And how do you see yourself? How are you showing up in your relationships? We reap what we sow. That's just not a cliche statement. It's factual. We reap what we show, what we sow. So if you want to show up differently because you want a different result, why not start with self? I don't know who this is for. I just know that it was laid on my heart. I hope that I was able to convey it the way that it was laid on my heart. But do you know you? And if you don't, practice getting to know yourself. Practice communicating in love. Practice ministering to your own self in love. One of the greatest things that I was able to do during this process of healing from COVID-19 is learning how to love myself in a way that meant, because for some reason, I'm just busy, 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 busy. I didn't realize that a part of loving yourself is also learning how to just be still and heal. I don't know who that's for but I know that it has helped me just be still and heal. Just be still and heal. Listen to your inner me. 
Listen to what it is that you are in lack of. Don't be so quick to point the finger to the other person. Remember, if you are praying for your purpose partner, they're going to show you your reflection. You're going to see your faults in that individual. Because if it's your purpose partner being in your life, that you're supposed to help them to be a better person and they're supposed to help you to be a better person, which means that y'all are going to go through some ugly areas and it's not going to always come up roses. So on one end, one of the relationships, it's been salvaged because she felt as if that was the best decision for her. On another one, it's still savageable. However, there's going to be some adjustments that need to be made in order for there to be peace in that relationship. And so one of the things that I would encourage anyone is to start with self. It may be a slow process for you. It may be a Godspeed process for you. It just depends on how you are willing to show up. Are you willing to look within? Are you willing to tell yourself your truth? You know how long it took me to acknowledge that I was sick? Days. Because I was in denial initially. And then I could no longer avoid the signs. It was apparent that I was ill. It was apparent that I had caught something. So what did I have to go do? I had to go get tested. Sometimes you're going to be tried and tested. It's okay. If it means your growth, if it means your healing, if it means your deliverance, if it means your breakthrough, go through the process. But again, sometimes we have got to be still in order to heal. I hope that this encourages someone somewhere. Please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye, and thank you for listening.